With all that, she only does 10 damage. But it's straight to my heart. It's March 23rd, 2022. This is Rare Encounter, encounter number 90. And hoping for a quickie, I'm Abel Kirby. And pulling it all out of where the sun never shines, I'm Cold Acid. Yes, I heard you were sticking your, uh, trying to get a pee into a pie hole. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> honestly, I mean, never underestimate the ability of the universe to fuck up your day when you think everything's going great. So, tell me what happened. Uh, you plugged in your, your Raspi Blitz to a TV and the HDMI, uh, uploaded no, a virus? No, that what is happened? not what happened. What happened was System D took a shit. <laughs> and it caused uh, it caused a kernel panic. Uh -oh. Now I have a TV that I use as a monitor that I have over right now on top of my dryer, and that I can plug into any of my pies as needed to diagnose things. Likewise, a USB keyboard out there, uh. and that's how I found out. I turned I turned on the TV. It showed me the uh, it showed me like the kernel log showing like for the panic. And I saw that, yeah, System D had somehow become corrupt, and that led to that led to my node crashing. Well, I have a problem with my node too, with uh, that System D related, <laughs> so I can't. It's it's going around, I think. So, you know, but, uh, you know what I think. You know what I think about System D. I think if you want to use Windows in Linux, just use Windows <laughs> for fuck's sake. That's right. Helipad. Sir Benrose puts it puts it great. System D started out corrupt. Oh. That's true, and it's only gotten worse. You know, if Helipad was an Electron app, I don't think you'd be happy with that either. I'm just saying. I don't think anyone no, would be happy. No, that's true. <laughs> fuck Electron. Fuck System D. Uh, well, I'll drink to that. Fuck all technology created after 2000. You know what? Let's all go back to Amigas. I'm going back to the monkey days, man. That's what I'm doing. And to do it, I got my fruit beer, which is not beer, it's cider. Uh, I got a Cider Boys uh, Apple Orange Hard Cider. It's well, I don't have a cider, and I don't have a Haritos. Ooh, what do you have? I have Mexican Coca-Cola. Ah, the Mexican Coke. Yeah, man. I get the Mexican Coke. <laughs> you getting get the, all coked up here. I get the Coke from Mexico, I bring it up here. You want some? That's what Cold Acid says when he wakes up. Yep. Oh, man. So uh, I, I fact check false. I learned from um, Fun Fact Friday that cider is reserved for alcoholic beverages derived from apples. And so this one yes. has. Well, not not necessarily. It can also be derived from pears. I think there was but a... that sort that sort fruits with that sort of fr with that sort of flesh is all you can really make ciders from. So anything where it's like raspberry cider or. Or like cider, hibiscus cider. No, it's all. It's generally all based off of apples and then flavored. Well, a cider made from pears. I also learned this on Fun Fact Friday. Is called a perry. It's not called cider. Well, I call it fucking cider because <laughs> that's exactly what it is. It's the same thing, just made with pears instead. Mm. And if it's carbonated, uh, there's little bubbles inside your perry. Do you know what's inside those bubbles? The Perrier. Yeah, carbon dioxide. Oh! <laughs> uh! And that's terrible. Yes, thank you very much.
Oh, man. We got a bunch of stuff to go through today. We got more show material than we've had in a long time. I don't even know how we're going to I only have shit. one thing. I only have one fucking thing because, because I've been busy pretty much consistently since last show. And then, like, with all the bullshit that I've been dealing with uh, with this computer since, like, just after 6 o'clock, I never got the chance to pull out any of the other things I wanted to bring except for one thing i heard on the radio as i was going to get my burrito today yes so i have that to bring up <laughs> and that is a new world record for eating chicken nuggets in a single minute yeah tell me more yeah so this uh this chick from uh britain <laughs> she ate 19 chicken nuggets in one minute wow she got a real wood grinder up there huh Man, if she could have made it twenty, then it would be like you know three seconds a nuggy. <laughs> that would be that would be pretty damn cool. She's she's taken more than three seconds, so there there is definitely there is definitely like room for improvement here to like you know become the nuggy champion. So when you eat the nuggy, do you have to fully chew it and then show you know the judge before you swallow it to prove it, or do you just put them down the hatch as fast as they'll go? You got to put them down the hatch as fast as they go. You would never be able to set a record if you had to, like, show the, uh, judge the inside of your mouth after each nuggy. Well, that's what I told my mom, but she would never let me. Oh, that's well, a deep one. No. <laughs> let's leave that where it is. Yeah, let's, let's. Oh, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Um. So, yes, she uh, she attempted to eat 20 nuggets in one minute. For a to but she only finished 19 for a total of... 12.42 ounces of chicken nugget, beating the record of another competitive eater who ate 10.51 ounces of chicken nuggets back in 2020. Um, are there any details on the kind of nuggets? Are they all, you know, like I'm thinking McDonald's, right? You have the different shapes. You have the boot. You have the... I don't know the, what the other ones are supposed to be. I know one's supposed to be a boot. You know, there's different shapes. Burger King used to have those long nuggets. I have, I have no idea. I have no idea. There is a three and a half minute video, but I didn't get a chance to play through it and queue anything up. So I'm kind of... I'm kind of nervous about just starting to play it. Yeah, that's fine. We don't need to do. Uh, we don't need to do that. But I am looking at a picture of these chicken nuggets, and they look like the cheap ones from the grocery store. Yeah, they do. But I mean, why why do nuggies have to have shapes anyways? I mean, the important thing is that they're nuggies in the first place. <laughs> shapes. Well, you know, they're. I'm trying to come up with a good reason. I don't have one. They they're extruded from I the machine. I thought you know? so. <laughs> Somewhere I saw a chart where they showed the um, the extruding. I don't know what you call it. It's like the filter you put over the the front of it. It's like, you know, Play-Doh had these extruder machines. You could pick the shape. Well, they had all of... Someone had a um, secured... Maybe they were used and they bought them after, you know, uh, after their service life or something. Maybe they just stole them. Who knows? But they had secured those extruder shapes. Um, and they had a collection of them from McDonald's, uh, the whoever supplied the nuggets for them. And that's People a, collect the weirdest shit. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, that's how, that's how you make a chicken nugget. You all but liquefy a bunch of chicken and then you put you push it through a tube into into molds essentially and then cover them with uh 
with cracker crumbs. Hmm. It looks like um, she's always... It was Leia has racked up a series of speed eating records thanks to her skills. Some of her current titles include fastest time to eat three mince pies. That was 52.21 seconds. Fastest time to eat three pickled eggs, which is 7.8 seconds. Jeez Louise. Most marshmallows eaten in one minute with no hands. That was 20. So, so in other words, like here's a bowl of marshmallows, stick your face in it. Uh, yeah, I suppose so. I'd imagine putting them in a stack. Like if I had to do that, what I would do is I'd I'd, I'd stack them up so they were big a big tower. I'd open my mouth and I just right on top of it. That's how I'd do it. Yeah. So I found something else from from that article. One of the one of the stories in the sidebar seemed pretty interesting. Oh yeah. Pigs that fight off a wild bear. Pigs. And this has a shorter video, a minute fifteen. So I'm gonna I'm gonna play this one. Uh, from from the owner's uh, ring doorbell, by the look of things. Hmm. Hopefully we get some snorting and growling in this one. It could be Pornhub. <laughs> so yeah, I'm watching. The, the bear is backed into a corner. It's like, fuck this shit. I want to get out. These like farm pigs or these like wild hogs? Yeah, like farm pigs. No, we're really, we were stepping on... The, story the, bear went in, the bear went into the pig enclosure and immediately started getting charged and headbutted by one of the pigs. And then another one comes out and starts, like, chasing him. And, and then even when the bear's climbing out, it, like, it like, like stomps its feet and charges at it to freak it out. Yeah, this is a hog story story. Everyone in the chat's complaining. They think we're, we're scooping them. Scoop like I That's the hog story. That's the hog story. The, the hog story. No, I agree. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's pretty, that's pretty wild watching that. You want to do uh, beginning of the show executive producer, and then uh, we'll roll into some other yeah, things? Yeah, we do have an executive producer to announce, don't we? We do. And who is it? It is none other than... The beautiful and vivacious Carolyn Blaney of the Hog Story Blaney's. Aha. Uh -huh. Yeah. She brought in the 6969 sats on uh, Wednesday after after last show with the message, yo. Yo. 6969. Yo, yo, yo. Interesting. Yeah, 6969. Must have been right after. I I, I skipped everything from it that was, day. It was like immediately after the... The ending music stopped. Oh, geez. Yeah. The other ones I see coming in are, uh, I only saw, yeah, I saw one, other one, one other. I saw one other from uh, Cotton Gin for 6789SATS. Aha, 6789 Yeah, 6789SATS uh, back on Friday. Yeah. And he said, Cold Acid, the more I think about our conversation, the more I think I may agree with you. But something does feel lacking or diminutive. Uh-oh. Now... Are you guys going to see counseling? That was that was from Friday. And at this point in the week, I cannot, for the life of me, remember what the conversation was. Well, something does that. feel lacking and diminutive. That's for sure. Thanks. I don't, I don't know what it is, but something does. <laughs> According to Cotton Apparently, Gen. Servo has sent in a boost, but I am not seeing it at all. And uh, I'm not sure if my note is... <laughs> finished sinking or not so uh cold acids notice oh, oh he says it was about the the boostagram deadlines oh yes 
Um, I don't see what. What I have is I pulled all the boostograms from before the show. I, I do see one coming in now. But the um, unless you can ha- pull it up right now, I think we need to do it at the end of the show. I can pull them all at the end of the show and read them if we can't if you're not up by then. Yeah, I think that's the I think that's the plan. Oh, thanks, Carolyn Blaney, for being our executive producer today. And thanks, Cotton Gin, for also boosting us, even though he was, you know, I think agreeing with cold acid, mm, you know, that'll be what it is. Hey! <laughs> no! No. Well, what if I counter your no with a yay? Won't somebody please think of the children? No. <laughs> oh, Lord. What are we doing today? We got some stuff to go through. I got some stories, um, including one that uh, I, I wanted to tackle with you. This is one that we were worried was going to get scooped. And to my yes, knowledge, and then it turned out that... Uh... That uh, Sir Bemrose just totally, completely missed a week because he was sick. Hmm. So there was no scooping involved. Uh, I'm talking about the Elden Ring one. Is that it? Oh, that one. Yeah, <laughs> I don't play Elden Ring, so... Well, I just want to share the joy with you. The joy that okay, is... Okay, share it with me. The, the Thomas the Tank Engine mod for Elden Ring is out. You can go get it, download it, play it. Thomas the Tank Engine mod. Because what is a fantasy action game, open world fantasy game, without Thomas the Tank Engine? Whether he's on the ground or flying through the air. I have something for this somewhere. Um, Is this it? A Shining Time Station. Here, Here it is. Here it is. Found it. Oh, here we go. Biggie. The well, this is a lot of language for Rare Encounter. Yeah, it is. Okay, coming up, though. Come on! Come on, motherfucker! Come on, motherfuckers, come on! Come on, motherfuckers, come on! Come on, You recognize the tune? Oh, yeah. Come on, motherfuckers, come on! Release the brainstorm to make the motherfucking brain warm. A strange form, something kind of lyrical. Biggie the bastard, so that's kind of spiritual. All right, all right, we got it. Well. We got the Biggie Smalls. That's it works enough. really well. It's it's amazing how well that works. Yeah, you got to get the lead in a little uh, tighter, though. Uh, got to get these little ISOs going. Yeah, because it wasn't an ISO. It's a video that I have just, like, you know, uh, linked I think we, what you were going to get at was the node, uh, the NPM uh, node IPC. Was that what you thought I was talking about? That was the other one. Yes, it was. Uh, that one's been going around. I've, I've seen some other people talking about that, but uh, I don't think anyone's really done a story. And I don't use NPM. Or NPM. NPM. Nor should you. Nor should anyone. First, first of all, first of all, dealing with Node.js is an exercise in frustration to begin with. Second... When it comes to package managers for Node, there are other options, superior options. In fact, any anything that is a package manager that is not NPM is a superior option because <laughs> NPM does not allow you to actually lock your dependencies so things like this are able to happen, whereas using another package manager for, for node called yarn it will lock to whatever it is when you tell it to update and then it won't it will lock to the particular versions at that time 
rather than whatever the latest version is that matches what you say your dependencies are. And that's what led to this. If, if, if people were using Yarn instead of NPM, they wouldn't have run into this problem with Node IPC. But because everyone and their dog thinks, oh yeah, I'll use Node to manage my packages, well, there you go. You, you've taken one problem using Node and turned it into two using Node and NPM. Yeah, so the story uh, that was that was going around is about a particular um, module. What was it called? Node IPC? Um, insane Plow Classy, I guess. Uh, had decided uh, to... No, no. <laughs> Uh, Interprocess communication. Oh uh, well, let's be correct though. The um, what they decide these they are kind of clowns in a way. What they decided to do is to to uh, stage a protest by changing their software to basically be uh, a form of malware that activates under certain conditions. And because okay, so yeah, first first of all, first of all, uh, this isn't this isn't the first time. This is uh, back in January there was a there was another developer. Who did something? Who did something uh, where where if you used if you use their module colors, it would then like spam the console with a bunch of garbage, right? Now now we've got Node IPC where the developer decided that he was going to he was going to put a file on your desktop. That says that says to reject war, but if you have an IP address that, uh, according to like the geographical IP address databases, is in Russia or Belarus, then it would start randomly deleting files off your computer. Yes. Yeah. The guy is the guy goes by the name RIA Evangelist on GitHub, <laughs> and if. Like, if he's not fired already from his employer, I bet it'll happen pretty soon because it wasn't difficult to find who employed him and they themselves ended up getting a lot of messages from randos all over the internet. Oh, and don't forget about, uh, don't forget about the bug on GitHub that start, that started, like, the whole the whole like dogpiling on the on the GitHub project, a uh, a person from a uh, what do they call those a uh, non governmental organization an NGO based in the United States but with servers in Belarus because they get uh, they get information from whistleblowers in Eastern Europe including Ukraine lost all their data. Because first, because first of all, they don't know how to back up, and second of all, because they don't know how to manage their dependencies safely. Yes, of course. Well, that's the thrust of the story, uh, and you know, it's... the the thrust of the story is that nobody other than other than possibly the people who were brigading with the funny issues on GitHub are innocent here. They're all guilty of one type of retardation or another. Yeah. But the most guilt, the most guilty is RIA Evangelist because he went and did this with with forethought. This is, this is intentional what he did, and it's malicious. 
I want to, and the, the all the other all the other guilty people are just guilty of being stupid. I want to draw, uh, make sure that that I contrast uh, this a little bit with other things that happen when people get called to get fired, uh, call for someone to get fired because they said something on Twitter or because they have an opinion or whatever. I, I see is fundamentally different from, say, um, someone who's a professional programmer, and then it you find out that they've actually written a bunch of malicious code that was widely distributed. You might want to call for yeah, them to this, be fired. Yeah, this isn't this isn't the same as cancel as canceling somebody because. They said something you don't like. This is somebody acting like in doing their profession, but doing so in a way that that brings shame and uh, darkens their name in the profession and the profession itself. Yep. In these sort this sort of situation, if this guy was a surgeon, this would be the same as like stitching his name in somebody's organs. That's the sort of shit that gets your license pulled. Yep. But there are no licenses for software developers, so instead, the only thing we can do is make sure that his the only jobs he gets from here on out is cleaning toilets and driving taxis. <laughs> well, don't say that too loud, because if someone hears that programmers are unregulated, they might have some idea. <laughs> Uh, I was listening to. Oh yeah, um, those sort those sorts are probably already looking for ways to to regulate us, anyways. Well, we, I was listening to. Um, uh, it was actually first bowl after bowl, the other night. They had their bowls with buds with Carolyn Blaney and John Fletcher, and they had all those Elizabeth Warren clips. Uh, she's a real hot. Oh wow! Herb. So he actually went through all of the issues and. Delete, deleted the deleted the comments, blanked out the descriptions, and set the set the titles to dash character. Okay. So wow, he's like, yeah, he's like trying to bury the evidence, not realizing that the internet does not forgive. The internet does not forget. I was going to Elizabeth Warren. <laughs> I don't like that old saying though. It's kind of annoying. Uh, it, at one point, it was like a little catchphrase, like the. Um, what was the Fight Club thing? You know, the first rule about Fight Club. It's it's like it was some stupid thing that was said on the internet. Now the uh, that group anonymous keeps repeating it. It's just like they used to be cool, you know. Once upon a time, they used to do cool things like spam print the self printing photos at Walmart to like print anime pictures. Uh, they used to do stuff like uh, call people <laughs> and leave a message on their phone. Yeah, you're stupid. Like that that's what they used to do. And now they've been completely co-opted by these so-called hacktivist uh, bros. And I don't know. There's there's some level of naivete there. They don't really I can't point to anything useful that they've done, but they seem to get publicity once in a while, so I don't know. Obviously they're connected to someone. If they were the same retards who were doing the, the pranks, you know, from two thousand seven, two thousand eight, you know, wouldn't uh they wouldn't make the news. Anyway, that's my take on it. I'm sorry, I got de you derailed me, and I derailed myself. I needed to get I need to get my rant on though, so it's all good. All right. So we had speaking of regulation, all these programmers need to be regulated now, uh, according to no. Elizabeth Warren. <laughs> software. Fuck Elizabeth Warren. Software. Pocahontas can Pocahontas can go suck a peace pipe. They had on uh, bowl after bowl, uh, bowls with buds with Carolyn Blaney and John Fletcher. That was episode one forty six. And uh, John pulled a couple clips from uh, Boston Public Library, 
where they had some meeting. It was WGBH and some uh, jerks on there. But then he went into all the uh, the real clips on Hog Story, which was uh, 275, <laughs> Rectangle Sucker, uh, about, you know, just her talking and responding to uh, people who are supposed to be calling in with real questions. And we got the one thing I'll say about those clips that I really enjoyed was the joke call-ins like the guy was like bob of the car <laughs> he says oh i'm driving on route 38 and he starts saying a bunch of nonsense that's a classic boston radio kind of thing where you'd uh there'd be you know some guy and the you know the howard stern show used to have all their fans would call up people and try and say oh howard stern's penis you know they try and say stupid shit on the air uh but that's Baba Booey, Baba Booey, Baba Booey. Yeah, that was it. But the uh, the Boston the the part of Boston radio I always liked was the call in shows where people would just call in. They get through the screener somehow. They knew how to get through the screener and then they just say stupid crap. <laughs> See how long they can stay on until they get kicked off. So I I'm glad that that um, that kind of play is alive and well these days. So I was happy to hear that. Yes. <laughs> And uh, Hawk Story also brought us information about caging and penis cookies. Surprisingly, they were two different topics. Delicious. <laughs> well. Yay! You could say that. <laughs> uh, what else do we have in podcasts? We had uh, Behind the Schemes had their uh, 30 Minutes Till Red Square. That was episode 89. That was out on um, Monday night. I caught the very beginning and I had to go to bed. And then I've been catching up on it through most of the day. Um, but right before that they had, and I, I got spoiled on it because I, I listened to about half of that and I switched over to, uh, abs in a six pack. Did you catch the battle of the douchebags? No, I did not. I had to go out and take care of things. I didn't catch it live. I caught it recorded. That was the abs in a six pack 141 battle of the douchebags part two, uh, where they had Larry from that Larry show and lavish and boobery and, uh, and, uh, sir seat sitter from B from, uh, abs in a six pack. Doing their tournament style. It's almost like a Pokemon fight. You know, they get these guys and they have to get the clips and say, oh, I got the biggest douchebag and I'm going to show you in basically one clip. It seems like that's the the strategy is you got to get the one clip um, concise moment that proves they're a douchebag because you don't have a lot of time to explain your make your case. You know, you have a concise argument for it. And they went through and they had their uh, it was uh, Borat and Neil deGrasse Tyson and Jink Uger. The guy from Metallica. They had a bunch of musicians. Chunk yogurt. Chunky, yo chunky yogurt was there. <laughs> so yeah. Uh, Who won? I don't want to spoil it. You got to go listen oh, okay. to it. One forty one. It was spoiled on uh, behind the schemes though, so I already knew who won. But oh. Unfortunately, they should have kept that under wraps because I didn't listen to it yet. It was a lot of fun uh, so far. I think I'm up to the I'm halfway through the semifinals. Uh, it's like, you know, someone tells you, you record the Super Bowl and then someone tells you what happened. It's a much smaller list than the, fir than the first one. The first one actually had 16 competitors. Yeah, This thank time God. there's only eight. Thank God. The, the part one was way too long. It was... It, okay, yeah. yes, that's true. It was. It. I can't believe that I actually sat, kept in my chair for the whole <laughs> thing for the first one. Yeah, there's been programming ideas for that. I like, and I got some programming ideas for us because we're going to have a live show. Uh, do you want to announce the date for that? You announce the date for that. I don't want to announce it because I don't remember what it is. It's coming up next month. Uh, so stay tuned for that. We'll tell you what the exact date is, but it'll be Sunday after when the we remember. show. I've got it written in my calendar, okay? I gotta go check that. I got a lot of things on my plate right now. <laughs> well, when you, when, you, when you dig that out of your calendar, send it to me. 
<laughs> you agreed to it too, so yeah. <laughs> oh, Sir Bemrose says May 8th. Uh, Sir Bemrose knows it's May 8th. Yes. And uh, I've got some, some ideas for that. I, oh, I think not next month. Is uh, the day, month after next then. Um, I've got some ideas for that. I'm thinking um, Programmer Olympics might be nice. Maybe Web, web Dev Olympics. I think we're going to do Fuck that. Web Dev. I, I think we're going to hope. Well, you don't have to do it. We just have to judge it. I'm going to pitch this to you. I think you're going to like it. Uh, Why don't... No, let's do Anime Olympics. Come on. It, I, I Let me pitch you the idea first. I'll tell you after the show. But I, I, I think you're going to like it. I think it's a good idea. You're going to like the way you look. I guarantee it. That's what I always say. No, because if it's pro, I get enough programming related shit with work and with podcast generator and with uh, uh, the game development projects, including including the visual novel we're doing now and a bunch of other ones. Ah. I I I would rather, I would rather if we're going to if we're going to do something that it's not actually software related, just just so that I can have that relief. Ah, oh, sure, fine. Well, we'll have to come up with something else then. So it's still TBD. We don't know what we're doing that day. We've got to come up with a good program. It's a special, you know? We've got to make it special. It's going to be a long episode. It's got to do something That's what I'm uh, thematic. Anime you know? Olympics. We get we get a bunch of we get a bunch of people to like bring forth their favorite anime series, and then we see how well those series compete on various topics we come up with. That we won't announce until the show, so that way the people bringing bringing their shows in, like, don't know what the different sports are going to be. Ooh, okay. The events, the events, and the sports. Yes, yes. All right. Well, we get some other stuff to talk about now. We got, uh, well, actually, we got Sir Bemrose. He plugged us. We should plug his show. His Angry Tech News number 27, Inexplicably Microwave. Uh, came out yesterday on Tuesday, and yes. uh, he had topics such as I mentioned this one right at the beginning of the right before the show, where uh, you were having your Raspberry Pi problem, and I said, "Well, did it suddenly turn into a microwave?" Because that was one of the stories he has on there with the, um, I guess it was a microwave that turned into a steam cleaner. I was corrected because uh, it got a an update, and <laughs> it got the wrong kind of uh, the wrong kind of uh, software in there. So yeah, software is bad, people. Don't use it. Software's I'm going bad. You going... shouldn't use software because software's bad. I'm going back to monkey. All <laughs> right. We should also mention that he also had a test episode for movie reviews with <laughs> yeah. the Demrose Boys. Total Recall. Yes, I listened to that one too. Yeah, that was uh, different. I enjoyed the the intro. I, where... have to, I had to. I had to agree with Sir Bemrose pretty much all the way through. I I will agree that Arnold Schwarzenegger was not well cast in Total Recall, and this is based on my um, previous no, viewing. No, and the only the only reason he was cast is because he put forward the money for finishing the movie, because it had been stuck in development hell for like a decade by that point. <laughs> like the like the option for it for making a movie based on We Can Remember It For You Wholesale, was bought from uh, Philip K. Dick himself while he was still alive. Hmm. And despite despite multiple tries to come out with a script and get a, get a movie produced, 
it never actually went anywhere until after after De Laurentiis Pictures went bankrupt and Carol Co. Uh, bought out the rights and Schwarzenegger put forward the money so long as he was cast in the lead role. Yes. Unfortunately, uh, he wasn't a good cast, you know. Uh, it, no, but I mean, for action, for action movie heroes of that era, he wouldn't have been the worst either. At least he was understandable. They, <laughs> if they had cast Stallone, Stallone in that role. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. I don't know, maybe John Wayne? Besi- besides, yeah. the, besides, the casting of, uh, of Cox, that was, that was really good. And uh, what's, it, what's his name? The, the guy who played Richter. I, I forgot his name already. I can't remember. I can't remember who Richter is is my problem. I probably yeah. know the actor. But yeah, Ronnie, Ronnie Cox make, makes uh, for, a gr- for great asshole characters. He did a great job there in Total Recall. He did a great job as Captain Jellico in uh, that uh, Star Trek two-parter where Picard was tortured. You know, the there are four lights. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Michael one. Ironside. There we go. Michael Ironside played Richter. Michael Ironside. Man. He's been on an... Uh, Ironside's actually from Toronto. Did you know that? He's Canadian. Oh, he's Canadian. No wonder. He's Canadian. No, I didn't know that at all. Well, now you know. I also found out Neil Young is Canadian, t- according <laughs> on the uh, episode six pack. I did not know that. You didn't? No. I've mentioned many a times that one of the places where he lived uh, while he was growing up was on the same road that I lived for several years in Pickering, except I... not in the same except not in the same part of Pickering. He was. Uh, f- much further up the road, I think, than when I w- than where I was. Mm. I didn't. I didn't realize that he was uh, actually Canadian. Oh yeah, he's uh, he's like, totally Canadian. Mel Gibson has a house in New Hampshire, right? He's not from New Hampshire by any means. Same thing with Mitt Romney. By any means. Um, let's see. We got the Pokemon card. I wanted to. I wanted to see. Uh, one other thing. Yeah, he was he he was in Starship Troopers as well. Uh, Ironside, not uh, not Neil Young. <laughs> yes, if my, uh, if Neil Young was in Starship Troopers, what character would he play? Uh, a victim. <laughs> a victim. One of those guys who gets uh, eaten by the bug. Who gets like sliced in half in like the first thirty seconds <laughs> of the uh, of the landing on Klandathu. Yeah. From the, the news footage, uh, halfway through, you know, that's interspersed in the movie. That's what he would yeah. do. All right, well, we got... It's the... an ugly planet! A bug planet! <laughs> I've got the uh, the story about the Pokemon card. The extremely rare right, Pokemon, Pokemon card. card. Only Pokemon one, of, on us. one of 20 in existence. I did not know what a Snap Magikarp was, and I'm still not sure I exactly know. It looks like it was a promotional card for... Um, was it the Nintendo game? Now I'm blanking on it. Was it literally Pokemon Snap? I think that's what it was. The I'm in- not sure, but what I am sure about is that is an interesting cosplay pick that you have there. <laughs> I'm talking and... about the card. I'm not. Go- I'm not on the girl yet. I'm talking about the card. <laughs> the girl's the next. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but <laughs> but I see a girl who's dressed like that, and I mean. 
I gotta know more. You can flop on my shore anytime. No, <laughs> um, yeah. let me get this card out of the way. So we have the Snap Magikarp, and it looks like a Magikarp from Pokemon Snap. That's what it looks like. Um, and allegedly, there's only one of 20 in existence. It's one of these Japanese cards. And it sold at auction for more than $100,000. Very Not interesting. Not bad. Yeah. They, there's 20 they think exist, and uh, they're not sure where all of them are. Someone must have a spreadsheet somewhere, you know, doing research. Maybe some are just lost to time, but the uh, there's only one of them that, seems, uh, that anyone seems to know where it is, and it's this one that showed up at auction. So the total price, I think, was $136,000. Which is actually a, little, a lot more than $100,000, so. Alright, so now tell me about this uh, Miss Magikarp <laughs> Miss here. Miss Magikarp, the cosplay? And is there a picture of her without that mask on? I want to know if <laughs> if she's got a much better looking face than the one she's wearing in that costume. Computer, could you show me a nude fish? A nude fish? I thought you were going to ask for a nude fish. I preemptively mm. laughed. Um... Let me make this image larger. How large can it go? Oh, it's getting larger. Not large enough. I can't tell if she if she's like got pokies going on. But even at the small size, you can see that the uh, that a lot of that costume is translucent. Yes. And you can see exactly where her belly button is. Yes, you can. So this is a fishy girl who is posing in a forest uh, by a. Nice moss-colored rock, and she's in the actually kind of in the middle of a stream bed. Uh, it looks like it could be anywhere along the west coast. Honestly, that is that is that is definitely giving me some like British Columbia, Washington State sort of vibes. Oh yeah. So if you want to see more, you can find her on AdultFishFinder.com and uh, ask her for a date. We'll have her picture in the show notes, so make sure you look for that. Yes, and. Make sure you tell me where you found that picture so I can go, you know, uh, do a little bit of, uh, you know, investigation <laughs> for, for scientific purposes. Uh, uh. uh huh. Uh huh. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> it's funny, she only does 10 damage. With all that, she only does 10 damage. What do you think of that? But it's straight to my heart. It's good. <laughs> Okay, let's see. I don't know, you don't like webcams. Next. Next story. Uh, so we got the NPM. We've got the removing gold from seawater. I want to know, some of these are really, we already cribbed hog story material, so I don't know if I want to do some of these other ones. I have the cosmic rays imaging uh, returns to Egypt because, uh, as has been discussed on other podcasts and on here, there's cosmic muon sources above us all the time, and if you if you have a bunch of mass between yourself and the sky, uh, then it occludes some of those muons. And so what you can do is if you want to measure the density of something, you can put a sensor below it and see how many muons arrive. And you can kind of make some, I'm pretty some sure estimate it's muons. of the total. Um, you might say that, but they're muons to me. The... Uh, you Americans hey, and your weird pronunciation. Hey, it's a Greek things. letter, man. It's mu yeah, on like Greek, the Greek letter mu. It's pronounced mu around here, in these parts. Uh, why? Is, why is it? A, is it a cat? Is the letter a cat? It, it goes mu. 
this is not to get into the Greek letters, but the the psi phi thing or phi phi. Some people call phi phi, which is also an irritating. Psi phi. No, it's phi or phi or uh, sometimes they call it phi, but his real name is phi, like the angle phi. In spherical coordinates, it's pronounced phi, not phi. Don't call it that. Ah. We could get all into all of these, man. There's a bunch of them. Like, uh, you know, what are some other good ones? Like, instead of iodine, you can say iodine. That's a good one to do once in a while. You know what's a great one? Aluminium. Aluminium, yeah, that's a favorite. Crowd favorite. Because if because it's impossible... It's impossible to say it right for me if I don't say it like that, <laughs> if I don't use, like, the British pronunciation of it. Well, I was talking to uh, some guys at work, and they were talking about a supplier that was over, um, I think it was further south of here. It was, uh, so we're in Ohio, and there's, you know, Kentucky and Tennessee are uh, not too far away, a day's drive. And they were talking to a supplier in one of these places, and they said, yeah, we make it out of aluminum. It's like, we got aluminum. What the hell is that? They're trying to figure out what they're talking about. And uh, apparently that's what you call aluminum. It's aluminum. 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 It's made out of aluminum. That's what they That's what they call it in the place where you kiss your own sister. <laughs> that's where you call it uh, the uh, down the Cumberland Gap, man. Get some aluminum down the Cumberland Gap, man. I can't do the thing. Oh, I'm sure that's not all you get down the Cumberland Gap. <laughs> Oh, man. So these Great Pyramids, uh, the Great Pyramid mission uh, to put more muon detectors and make new measurements is happening. And measurements, eh? Measurements. Yes, we're going to make measurements. Not measurements, but measurements. Measurements. With our muons. Measure measurements of muons, yes. Uh, so... It's the second one. I, they did one before that I'm aware of, and this is the second round. And so there, there's an article in Vice, and I don't like linking to Vice, but it's actually a pretty cool article. I'm not going to run down everything um, inside it, but this is exciting if you like ancient Egypt or if you don't like ancient Egypt. Yeah, fuck uh, ancient Egypt. So I wanted to, to put that out there, and uh, we're looking forward to you seeing what you those wanted, results you are. Wanted to, you, wanted to, you wanted to scoop Hog Story, because you know how much Fletcher has a hard-on for ancient Egypt, you literally, and you wanted to get out this story before he could. You literally did a story about hogs at the beginning, okay? So I don't want to hear anything from you. <laughs> oh, man. What do we got here? We got some stuff. We got, um... We gotta talk. We gotta talk. Uh, we gotta talk game at some point too. Yeah, we do. We'll we'll have time for that at the end. Um, bu -bu 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 -bu. how about that? <laughs> Here's a little one about web dev. Um, the Guardian had a very polite the Graniad. The Graniad. <laughs> um, had a throwaway article. It was what was it called? Stop doom scrolling. The, the 50, fifty cheeriest social media accounts from, from dancing academics to seal pups academics oh god i'm gonna cringe going through this aren't i well it's i don't want to talk about the banana joe tiktok it's not about the article it's about this is a a news story that in it is just referencing like fucking tiktok and twitter and instagram but look closely at the page it doesn't preload in all of the little embeds 
In it doesn't? S- no, it doesn't. So if you scroll, at least this is what I see. I scroll down and I see. Oh, allow Instagram content? Oh, that's what you mean? They they yeah. make you click? Well, it doesn't try and load all this crap when you open the page. So it's like, oh, TikTok, and it mentions the TikTok, and right where a, nor- where a trashier website would just embed TikTok, and you it would just load when you open the page, unless you had scripts. Hey, hold on, right? hold on. The Graniad is is like, shit, what was the word you used again? It's plenty trashy. Tretty pl- plashy. The Graniad is plenty trashy, or trenny plashy, depending on who you are. Tranny plashy. I like that. Train flash. Oh, that's the editor in chief. Um, oh, so they have a little article. They have a little box that asks politely if you want to allow TikTok content, and if you click allow and continue, then it loads the stupid uh, thing. Right. Same thing for Instagram. You can click it, it pops up. So I think this huh. is a good trend. I enjoy this. Allow Instagram. Like I want to have the choice to load what's in the website. Uh, I know you can already do that by blocking, you know, uh, blocking JavaScript or whatever, but it's a, uh, it's just a nice thing to do. It is. So it's not making, it's not making me like the Guardian any more than I already did, which is to say I hate it. Now there is something, uh, have you found any of your favorite Instagrammers on here? I don't use Instagram. I haven't for years. What about TikTok? I can't find I can't find any of my favorite TikTokers on this one, so I don't think this Do article is ha- for me. You have favorite TikTokers? No, sir. I am disappointed. No, uh, not at all. Okay, good. I am not as disappointed then. Uh oh. I need. I got another box. This one's less polite. It says you need to register to keep reading. Uh oh. Oh, you can click. I'll do it Fuck later. That. Hey. Yeah. Hey. I'll do it later. I'm just reading. Now, this. what's neat is this mall of sandwich picture. Yes, it is very interesting. That is from the um, miniaturist guy. Tatsuya Tanaka. Who a ha- miniaturist who makes entire worlds from everyday sandwich. A recent favorite is the escalator made from a sandwich. Yes. Hold on. From everyday objects. A recent favorite is the escalator made from a sandwich. So the fucking sand- sandwiches, man. They're on my mind. Sandwiches are an everyday food. I just want to put that they out are. there. I eat them almost every day. Every weekday, I make myself a nice big PB&J for lunch. Get the sandwiches, man. This one has some lettuce and tomatoes and some cheese. Sandwiches. I see some cucumbers. Now, all of these, this uh, skyscraper, I guess it's not a skyscraper, this big office building made out of sandwiches, also has the crust removed. Very it does. F- finely crafted with little parsley bushes. Uh, there's little mailboxes. I don't know about the people in the sandwich. You know, if you want a people sandwich, you could go fee fi fo fum give me a people sandwich, but that's not me. Yeah, I'm I'm not too big on eating well, I don't know. I I wouldn't eat guys. <laughs> okay. I would eat girls, depending hmm. on how clean they are. Hmm. But um t- let's give you one of these. Good job. <laughs> and her head is gone. Okay. Well, we got the story about the Disney World system for predicting ride wait times is a joke. We do theme oh, parks on here. Here's here's something that actually that actually came up in a in a manga that I read called the, Rikikoi. Her head is gone. No, not her head is gone. Because I, I can literally the, recommend the, a manga where where a woman's head flies off every time she has sex. No, this is this is a. <laughs> I mean, no. I can't. Yeah. God damn it! I made Carblades read it once. 
No, this is this is okay. In English, the t it's titled "Science Fell in Love," so I tried to prove it, and it had a it had a live action film, and it had a twelve episode anime, and there's the there's the manga. I read the manga, right? And yeah. a recent chapter, uh, some recent chapters are actually are actually where the characters have gone to like this gathering where they have to present their research to each other. And that actually comes into play here because the research being done was applying, applying factors that you would find in a uh, amusement park to the traveling salesman problem. Interesting. Can you reiterate for the audience what the traveling salesman problem is? So the traveling salesman problem is where you need to determine the fastest route from one point back to itself through a number of other points. This is just like a, a graph problem. It's a, like it's a graph from, problem. Moving yes. from node to node. I've got a bunch of nodes and I got to choose which one I go to and which one I come from and all that. With some rules and you try and find the most efficient if you if you were given a set of nodes uh, with some restrictions, could you find the best way to get from one to the other or to fill them all up or depending on what your objective is? And so what yes. kind of gaming things are they putting on to make these problems easier or more fun? So this isn't this isn't making the problem easier. This is this is, the presentation that one of the characters is giving at this uh, symposium is a proposal for a variation of the traveling salesman problem with added variable latency. That's what it's called. Okay. And it was based it was based on it was based on a date of two of the other main characters in this uh, in this manga. Mhm. Mm and how they tried to calculate the optimal date route by determining the most efficient route that which went through all of the rides at the amusement park where they went to. Good. All right, I understand where this is going but, now. But it had, but it had to take, it had to take into account the the wait times for the rides, which they did not actually do uh, during that date. And then you have to take into account not only not only do the wait time do the different things have different wait times, but those wait times are going to be different at different times of the day as well. Aha. So you have this variable latency where instead instead of instead of there being like the uh, the length of the of the edges like the the weight of the edges being different. You've got weight on weights on the nodes themselves that change based on time. Hmm. Well, that seems like a better simulation of what happens in a real theme park. Uh, maybe Disney needs to look into having some some understanding of how that works because apparently, when they do this uh, this estimation of uh, wait times for rides, uh, it's supposed to they, it's described as a crapshoot. <laughs> By this article at uh, Input Mag. Well, and, it's probably a crapshoot for every amusement park because there are so many different reasons why the wait times could be different. I mean, there's, there's first of all, there's variance by day of week. Then you've got variance by weather, right? Uh, variance by time of year. 
you put all, you just put those, you just put those together and what their, what their particular like set of, uh, of possibilities in each of those and like the number, the number of possible different wait times you might need to predict just explodes. Hmm. Yeah. One of the things I was wondering, because th that seems like the straightforward way where you just completely take the the task seriously and you say, well, you know, uh, we're, we're actually going to make a good effort and estimate what the wait times for rides are. Here's what my first thought when I was reading this article was, and I, I didn't really address it, but it's like, you know, they're talking about, oh, wait times, they're off by almost an hour, but, but what you're doing at the theme park is trying to get people engaged in doing stuff. And so what, how much manipulation is going into this where you say, you know, oh, the wait time's really an hour, but we're going to tell people it's 35 minutes so that they, you know, settle over and they don't go crowd up somewhere else. Um, there's a, there's an element of control. Once you have everyone with a little app on their phone, and they make decisions based on information that you give, and it's not even guaranteed to be right. Then you can start doing little nudges. It's not even—it's not even guaranteed to be yours and your app. It could be—it could be a third party that's doing this and charging people for it. Like is being mentioned here in one part of the article. As I go, as I go sliding through, I'm interested in Giznep as an evil organization. So I'm going to stick with that, <laughs> and. And, you know, suggest, hey, well, you know, why don't you just cheat? They can cheat. They do all kinds of underhanded shit. They stole Kimbo the White Lion, right? They stole a bunch of different stories. Why not just that's lie what, to people? That's what Disney does. Uh, they, they, steal, they steal and they stick their own name on it and they copyright that. I mean, they... It's like basically the Domino's pizza tracker is the other thing that came to mind. It's another bullshit thing. It's like just trying to keep you from getting frustrated that your pizza's not there, right? It doesn't make it get get there any faster, but they show you. Yeah, a forget that. I, time, I want right? them. I want them to bring. I want them to bring back the Hatsune Miku app. <laughs> oh, that, we're back to that. Where you where you where you where you install it on your phone? You point the phone camera at the pizza box. And there's Miku dancing. And we need to find Nick Robinson and get him on here someday. I keep saying that. We never even try and reach out to him. Ugh. Remind me, he's he's the guy who went to Japan to find the president of Domino's Japan at the time that app came out, who was in the commercials. Yeah, right? he, he also did yeah. um, some other stories we've done on here that... Uh, I can't think of it this second, but you've we've clipped him on the show a couple times. He's a he's a podcaster. He's fun, a non-practicing podcaster. He's not on any shows anymore. He's one of these guys who got canceled, by the way. So, <gasps> maybe, <gasps> so. but maybe we have an in. <laughs> Dude, maybe he's not busy. Maybe <laughs> I don't know. Maybe who knows? The um creature that i was referring to there was a there was a shintaro kago story manga about oh shit i just closed all tabs fuck i just cold closed cold acid off i went to close the one tab that i had open and then i killed cold acid by mistake oops sorry my bad we're waiting to connect here we go sorry i lost you, you. <laughs> i uh i i went to click um reopen close tab or something along the lines there, and I hit close all tabs except this one or something instead. Killed clean feed. Yeah. Sorry about that. Wow, I've never done that before. I was trying to open... I closed the, the, the thing I was going to talk about, and then I, uh, I tried to reopen it in a sneaky way. Good work. Yeah, I know. 
So Shintaro Shintaro Kago, the great the motherfucking Shintaro Kago, the girl manga artist. Uh he did a manga about a girl uh, whose head flies off uh, every time she has sex. And it takes all her organs with her. And she flies around town and she's looking for someone else with the same predicament. So, so it's it's really a love story. So, the, so, then, li- so then literally that uh, that ISO I put together, taking the anime orgasm and her head is gone. And her, and her head is gone. Yay! That's it? <laughs> Good lord. And yeah, her organs? Where are her organs? Yeah, you gotta have the uh you gotta have the organs behind. At one point You know you know what's really fun you know what's really funny? The ones that scream the the where are her organs lines the most about like anime girls and pinup art are the ones where it's very obvious where their organs are. Oh <laughs> uh, no. Not say not saying they're fat, but I mean they definitely, they definitely could go grazing in farm fields, if you know what I'm saying. Getting edgy on here. There's all kinds of I'm stuff. We had dirty edgy. language, dirty language on Rare Encounter, and then we had, uh, and we don't do that. We don't talk man, about sex. Man, I got, man, I got more edges than a graph that fills up an A zero sheet. Good. An A zero. And sheet. wow, yeah. Anybody, anybody who, anybody who gets that. I mean, yeah, big, big applause for you for being that much of a nerd that you combine uh, graph theory and knowledge of ISO paper sizes. And I'm fine as if you describe the shape that those paper sizes make as they uh, spiral in, as long as you call it phi instead of phi <laughs> as the ratio that it creates, then I'm happy. Wow, that was a pull. Wow, jeez. Yeah. This is a little much. I think, I think we're getting too nerdy even for our audience. Yes, okay. Uh, pull it back. I got to pull it back. Well, I got a picture of a woman in the show notes with her head is exploded. I put that at the top. So if you refresh awesome. the page, you'll see it. And she's pulling her organs out with her. It's a it's a Japanese folklore thing. Now, you know, when, when it comes to, when it comes to, like, freaky, scary sort of shit, you know, maybe... We just stick with Junji Ito. Well, he's nice, but he doesn't do the he doesn't do the extreme stuff. You know what I mean? Um, Amigara Fault. You don't call that extreme? No, no. Have you read Shintaro Kago? It, it's, dude, it's fucking. <laughs> it's, that's some fucking body horror shit right there. Same with same with the shit that you see in Uzumaki. That is some crazy fucking body horror. I did like the spiral People turning into fucking spirals. He does. He does his shit. thing like his horror is like they have the guy who's obsessed with spirals and then he's seeing spirals everywhere. And then finally he dies and they're like, OK, finally, this madness is over. And then they go to his his funeral. He's cremated and the smoke turns into a spiral and spirals. How, into about, the how about the dude who how about the dude who killed himself by fitting himself into a tub in a spiral? Yes. Oh, I forgot about that one. Or the people who tur- or the people who turned into like snails and shit. Yeah. Casey got me those manga uh, for uh, Christmas one. So I've read a couple volumes of those. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, he he's, he's he do, he draws some dark shit. All right. Speaking of dark shit, uh, you want to get to Cold Ass's painter story? Yeah. So I guess we're not bothering with the uh, 
gold seawater. Nah, I'll put that aside. All yeah, right, so moving. Yeah, so as I mentioned, I I took one of the draft scenes and I actually did some did like a first round of direction on it. Of course, since we don't have any final assets, uh, there's no sound. All the all the sprites are placeholders. There's no background. Yep, um, those are coming through soon. Um, the artists have... hopefully very soon because I mean we've got we've got eight days left, right? Yeah, before the end of before the end of the month, and one of those day one of those days Saturday I'm going to be busy. Most of those days I've got work, right? Eh, we'll, and we'll make it work. We don't even we don't ha- even have like a complete script yet, so it's like. Direction direction takes a while, and sometimes while you're doing the direction, you're finding what sort of assets you actually do need. There are a lot of different uh, there are a lot of different expressions that we need just for that one scene that I did direction for already. Well, the 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 expressions are going to be reduced. Um, I don't want to get into the art details right now, but the the number of expressions is going to be like one or two. Uh, so you can have a bunch of placeholders in the script for a bunch of different things but there's i think there's really only going to be one or maybe two uh poses per character um we do need a list of the poses uh we do have a list of the characters now and we also have these backgrounds these are going to be rendered out in webp um because we had that discussion on irc and it sounds like either the artists are going to export webp themselves or they're going to um export in whatever they can and cotton gin's going to going to change it to webp um but do you see the Boobery's uh, stuff? The new backgrounds? Like put in the notes? Yeah, I did. Yeah. So we got the fountain uh, again. This is the fountain with the building in the background. This is fucking great. Mm-hmm. The, uh, it, he looks, also, it looks very nice. They also did... Sure. Um, he also did a night version of these. So there's a there's a version where it's the same thing, but it has basically a blue filter. It's, you know, a night version. I don't know if we have a lot of night scenes. We have some, like, evening scenes. So, like, the streets... You know, we can have an evening version variant of it, but I thought yeah. I put that in the notes. Apparently, I, I I just put two copies of the same image in there instead. So, oh well. Um, yeah, there's some stuff going down with the with the art. There's also uh, some dream sequence stuff. That's uh, it's a little hidden right now. Not everyone knows what's going on with it, and uh, I don't want to reveal it. I don't want to tilt my hand just yet. But there's uh, there's going to be some fun stuff uh, that's going to be in the middle of the game, and. Uh, I talked to Metis the I, other day. It was fu- it was fun doing doing those branches. Uh, I I did I did put a little bit of my own spin, like a few places where where it just felt like it was more appropriate to have certain pronouns in place that weren't there, like and uh, so the right now. Not 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 personal pronouns, just. Just like dialogue, dialogue ones that seem to be missing based on the characterizations given these characters. All of the and and uh, of course a little bit of text formatting, turning some periods into explanation marks, adding a couple commas here and there. I met with Metis yesterday, and we went through the script, including all the stuff that you directed. And there's there's changes slated for some of those. Um, so there's going to be more. Yeah, writing, there always obviously. is. And. Uh, one of the things that we talked about was the Rempi format, and we, one of the things we talked about was, yeah, if we did this again, we'd have all of the writers wouldn't write until we've already 
spoken with them and trained them how to write in RemPy script format to start. Because that's the thing he's doing uh, now is he's getting everything into RemPy script. He's editing it. Um, there's some style changes that have to happen with some of the scenes, and he's taking care of those. Um, there's some missing scenes that he's filling in, and the other missing scenes I'm filling in. Uh, so we will have a script that is ready by the end of it. Uh, I wouldn't count on having a lot of time at the end of the, <laughs> the month to direct it, but it's uh, it's going to be done uh, one way or the other. My hook or my crook, as we say. And the you know uh, you know what you know what would be you know would be good for for writing this writing the scenes in a RenPy style what? to not to not use a word processor but rather just do it in Notepad with the with the character with the uh, with the character prompts that are there in script.rpy yeah I'm not gonna go that far um, it should have been written in RenPy script format. Uh, word processors offer a lot more than just formatting. They give you the how how the, it how it's the written, how it's written and... was not difficult at all to work with. It was it was almost there. The big the big issue is you have to deal with bullshit like smart quotes, right? When using like word processor sort of thing, yep. That uh, that it'll automatically throw into your text as you're typing. You don't get that sort of bullshit when you're working with Notepad. Well, I have a smart quote um, preprocessor. That's that's what I use. I literally have that, by the way. Deprocessor. It. Uh, I think it's based on said of all things. But leave. Let's leave that one unsaid. Uh, but um, the uh, the music's uh, what what I was doing while I was reading the going through the whole script that we have is I had the soundtrack on repeat. I just listened to it, man, and it. Even the temporary stuff that we have in the uh, in the folder sounds pretty good. I mean, it it matches it. Some of those tracks just lined right up with some of the crazy stuff in the script. So, yeah. Well, I think that's the. And it was it. Like I said, it was it was pretty easy. I rather than cut and paste, I was actually typing. I was actually typing the text out because I find I find that works better for direction than just cutting and pasting. <laughs> Because you get you get a better feel for for what everybody's saying, any narration when you're when you're actually typing the whole thing out over again. Uh, hey, don't boy. knock it! Don't knock it until you I'm, try it. I'm I'm sorry. I was distracted by this discussion of WordPad and Windows Vista in the chat. Ugh. All right. You want to uh, hit a last story? Do we have a last story? I don't even know if we have one. We've got some pictures of Sailor Moon. Is that a story? That's a story. Yeah, this is uh, just more pictures. Uh, this was just posted by Cool, cool Boy Mew of uh, Ship Poster Club on uh, on uh, the Mastodons. And this is a little style... Uh, I don't know what you call it. It's not a style parody, but it's like what they did is they took all the characters from Monica Magica... Astiche? And they... A what? No, that's not the right word. I, I don't know what it is. The um, And they drew them in an old 90s style. They actually drew them in the style of uh, the Sailor Moon. Was that Toei Animation did that? They no, drew... it is the right word. Oh. Yeah. What word is it? A literary, artistic, musical, or architectural work that imitates the style of previous work. Uh-huh. Example. What? His building designs are pastiches based on classical forms. Okay, so this is a... Pa a also, such stylistic imitation. So we have a pastiche 
set of images uh, where they took kind of modern anime characters and they drew them next to their kind of Sailor Moon. Uh, At this point, I would not exactly call I would not exactly call them modern characters anymore. Oh, God, I mean, it has old. been over a decade. God. It has been over a decade since uh, Madoka came out. We're well, old, dude. Well, We're you know, old. being Maduka is suffering. That's all I can remember about it. Yeah, being Maguka is suffering. Maguka, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, it's pretty it's pretty damn good. And they're decent matchups that they have for, like, Madoka character and Sailor Moon character. Yeah, I think we should pop these in the show notes. I, I really put We're them in because I thought it'd be... I'm going to pop these in the show notes. These are pretty damn nice, yeah. actually. I thought it'd and be, I'm not uh... even a Sailor Moon fan. I am a Sailor Moon fan. I like Usagi. They had some fun episodes, you know? They did some wonky, wacky stuff. It's some fun quotes, even in the English dub. It was a good fun. And so these I was more for when it came to like when it came to like nineties, early two thousands anime on TV. I was still much more of a of an Inuyasha fan. Ah, of course, of course. Come on, that that Kagome. I mean, she she's a pretty she's a pretty she's a pretty nice girl. I jump into her well if you know what I mean. But um. Good job. Okay. Oh, oh, right. I, hey. I wasn't going there. I mean, in that regard, I was more. I was more of a Sango fan. Okay, so in this, now that we're completely off the rails and we're we're out of time, let's talk about something else. What? <laughs> as we do, we still haven't done the boostograms. You know, the we haven't. Well, I stall. Do you do you have helipad or do I need to do this? Don't do them yet. I think I just you need, need to, to know. do this because they're okay. still not coming in and. I just need all, to know. That's all, all I need to know. All my channels are still red. Okay, Inuyasha um, had a live-action um, stage play. Have you ever seen that one? What? Yeah. No, never even heard it, about it's this. It's in Japanese. You can find it on YouTube. It's actually freaking fantastic, where the set is this big tree. You know, he's chained to the tree, and they have the well on, on stage and everything. And um, the... Obviously, everything is in Japanese, but you can get a subtitled version of it, and it is pretty thrilling to watch. Like, the the acting is great. Uh, it's the recorded version, right? So you're watching a video of a stage play. Uh, but it is just fantastic. It's one that you got to check out, especially you, because you like Inuyasha. I didn't even like Inuyasha. I like the stage show, you know? Looking looking at this, yeah. um, Yeah. Yeah, do you see it? I see this, I see this like, gif of, like... A few seconds from it. Hmm. Yeah. Well, well, we should get back to that. Um, it's it's a lot of fun. Uh, in the meantime, I do have the boostergram. So boostergram cutoffs now. We're not going to read any after this. This is the end of show boostergrams. And so the way this works on Rare Encounters, if you boost um, before the show or between shows, then you can get credits at the front of the episode. And whoever boosts the highest, you get to be the executive producer. But we still thank everyone who boosts. Um, and then... The only way to get at the front of the episode, though, is to boost uh, before the show starts. So it's after this one's over and before the next one starts. And at the end of the episode, we read everything that came in during the show. The only way to show up at the end of the episode is to boost during the show. And some people did that today. Uh, going down the list, I see... <laughs> actually, I see Baystar. Remember Baystar? Hey, check out Baystar? my node. Hey, check out my node. Oh, gives you a yeah. receipt. I got a couple of those. Man. I never, I never got, I never got those. Uh, I the never spam? got those myself. So I don't You're know. You're the only one who, yeah. I, I must have like, I must have my node must be like the Lightning Network equivalent of uh, uh, what's it called? Squirrel mail. Because squirrel mail. 
I don't get, I don't get spam boosts. Wow, that's interesting. You are also uh, like you're green on my peer list, so I don't know why. Yeah, you're I just red did a refresh, else's. so I'm I'm green on all except for Lightning Liquidity Lounge now. So I'm gonna presume that you didn't get any of these because your node was down for the show. No, I did not get a single one of them. So I see coming in uh, after Baystar, I've got. Uh, I just want to make sure I get this right. Sender Servo sent ten sats. No, show name rare encounter four hundred seventy five sats. There we go. I I just had to read the the right line here. Uh, so that was Servo with text pew. Um, we've got a hundred one thousand six hundred sats from Sir Spencer on Curio Caster says scoop these nuts. We've got uh, from rare encounter account uh, amount four hundred. 4,375 sats from Carolyn. Um, and by the way, the screen I'm reading, I think only shows the what came into me. And so it doesn't show the total value. So basically everything that's coming in now is going to be doubled. You probably sent in double what I'm actually reading. Um, well, from pro- probably, probably what actually happened is the, the uh, sends to me just did not go through. They just totally failed. There's two fields inside the TLV. One is... Well, one is the amount yeah, that but actually he, came but in. But the thing is, the thing is, when you when you boost, right to to show that has like mul- multiple payees. Oh, it actually has to. It actually sends a different transaction for each of those. Same for same for like the fee the fees that are set up for it. Like where you can say like, oh, give one percent to podcast index or one percent to whoever as like a fee right those are also separate uh transactions yeah i see this um carolyn blaney it, clutch is uh sent a screenshot from fountain where it shows the abel kirby transaction was a success and the cold acid cold acid transaction was an error so yeah it looks like uh, it actually was only for 4357 sats because the other half of it never got sent okay and uh, what's Carolyn say? I got Rare Encounter. Do, do, do. That was boost to get a calendar for the Rare Encounter Fun Show. And uh, we got we got one more. And I just, I want to I don't want to let you dismiss my program my uh, Olympics out of hand. Uh, I got some ideas. I want to talk to you after the show. Uh, it's going to be a Rare Encounter Fun Show for sure. And uh, finally, we have Carolyn comes in from Fountain again for three thousand four hundred sixteen sats, and she says. You're going to like the way you look, but the apostrophe is a Unicode apostrophe. It's uh, It gives me an escape character. <laughs> Interesting. It's like the emoji I actually problem. got two in just now. Yeah, but I can't read them. If you want to do them. I can them. read them. Go ahead. Are you, are you done reading those ones? I'm done. We're caught up. So tell All right. Me what's so, new. yeah, I just... So we just got... We just got a row of ducks, 2222 sats from Boobery, who said, Must show proof of eating nuggies. And another one, 2,600 sats from NetNed saying A2 Sheets. A2 Sheets. A2 Sheets, Brutus. A2 Sheets. I'll tell you what, I tried to print a document that was A4, and I didn't realize it was set to A4, and all we had was letter in the printer, and it wasn't... Obviously, you had to tell it which trade... You had to say, oh, print it on letter instead to make it go through, and I could not for the life of me figure out why it wouldn't print. It took me like half an hour. Oh, very it's like hey no a4 paper is what it said and uh so look inside tray two i look in and it, it's full of paper right it's, oh a4 paper oh i get it 
You know, uh, I I deal with enough stuff that that comes out of Europe that I could use like reams of uh, A4 paper. But you know what? I can't find it anywhere in any shops. It's not it's not available. Not even in Staples. I, if I want A4 paper, paper, I actually have to fucking like order online for it. PC and then pay for delivery. PC load A4. What the fuck does that mean? That's what I have to say. Paper cartridge load A A4 paper. Yeah, there we go. All right, uh, we uh, ready to shut this thing down? I think we are. I think we're I think we're way past <laughs> that point at this point. We've we've crossed a lot of lines on this Son episode. Bitch. We gotta stop before we cross any more. Before we cross them again. <laughs> oh wait, I gotta cross. I gotta get back to the other side. Hold on, I'm gonna cross the line. That was how I sound when I crossed the line. All right, until next time. I've been Abel Kirby. I've been Cold Acid. <laughs> Adios. <laughs> Stay fruity, boys. I had a good woman. But she laid down, honey, and died. Oh, I had a good woman. But she laid down and died. Don't you know him?